Now with a clap of friend, let's welcome God's anointed vessel, E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Say something to God this morning. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his power. Thank him for his goodness towards us. Come on, put your hands together. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful. We are grateful. Hallelujah. Thank you for bringing us to God to this morning's session. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Your hand has been strong towards us, oh God, and we are grateful. As we come into this last session, Lord, let every word that needs to be spoken, let it be spoken. Spirit of God, have your way. I submit my vessel to you. May I disappear, and may you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seat. We have been actually trying to wait a little for one of our buses that's late, but I think we have to start. Oh, I think we have to start. Hallelujah. Are you glad that you came to this? You are glad that you came? Wow. Then I hope when the call comes out next year, you will not stretch your pastor like that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, what the Lord has laid on my heart for this last session, I believe is one of the most important things. We've spoken about many things as we are walking towards building our mega church. Ask your neighbor, is your church changing and growing? Oh, I think it's some, some powerful things will be happening. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you going to be available? The mystery of availability. Be available. When your pastor calls now, it shouldn't be a struggle. Yeah. Hello? It shouldn't be a struggle. You say, I'm available. Make yourself available. That's where we began. Hallelujah. And I'm saying make yourself available because, of course, we are busy doing things. Yeah, we are doing things. So it's not that you have nothing to do. But when it comes to your pastor, you make yourself available. Amen. Hmm, your amen this morning is a little. It's like the weather. It's like the weather. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then we went on to talking about sharing the burden. You begin to. It's the Lord who said it. There is a burden. When He called, when He told Moses, find the seventy people. He said, I will take up the spirit that is upon you, and place it upon them, that they will bear the burden of the people with you. Amen. And we spoke about why people are a burden. So now it, as you know it, when you are in church and you see things like that, I want you to rise up and, and, and deal with it. Hey, rise up and what? Deal with it. When you hear some ungrateful person talking, don't just leave them. Hey, say, ah, you, you are the one talking about pastor like this. You, you, I, I, I look, I saw you eating his food the last time. Have you forgotten? Yeah. You tell the person, I remember how you were when you came to the church. Hey. Hey. You didn't even know how to dress yourself properly. Hey, it is true. It is true. Many of us learn to dress in church. Yeah. Hmm, you see that you are quiet. Hey. You used to wear green trousers, 
brown belt, black shoes, pink shirts. It was in church. As you were looking at it, I said, oh, so it's not like that, eh? Wonderful combinations. Then you said, oh, okay, okay. Then you learn. When you grew up, nobody was tying a necktie. You came to church. Then you say you are going to be an usher or something. You, they say, Asha, you have to. Your first time, somebody tied it for you. Then you don't undo it all. When you want to, you just loose it. Then you take it like that. Then you hang it so that next week you can. <laughs> you don't want trouble. Then next week you take it like that. You put it. Then you tie it. Then today you know how to tie tie. You have got green one, black one, blue one, gold one. You tie it yourself. You are working. And now you are turning around to say what? Hey, young lady, your head used to be like a mop, mop, mop. Do you know mop? <laughs> like a mop. And as you are there, you are watching. You are like, sometimes somebody you even, you even go and ask a question, or someone even talk with you and say, "Oh, it's done like this." Today, she said, "You want fair." And now, when the, the the channel through which God has blessed you is calling you, you say you are busy. We shouldn't forget, oh. We shouldn't forget. Yeah, we shouldn't forget. Give me John 15, 16. One of my favorite verses. Jesus was speaking. He said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. And ordained you to go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit shall remain. Are you there? You see, we forget we were chosen. We were chosen. We were just part of all the funny things happening then for some reason God chose us even when he picked us as we were not correct or you were correct you were an angel when you came mm. when you came to church you used to tell lies it was in church you learned that no lies some of you up to today you are stealing phone you came here to streets <laughs> are you here but when you re- remember I was chosen it will give you a proper uh, what's the word? You cannot be proud about it. Please tell your neighbor, it's not because of your good looks. Uh, it's not good looks that we use to choose people. Hey, you're, because you look nice. No, 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 no. no. He chose you because he chose you. That's all. Amen. Amen. And after he has chosen you, you have now come. Hey, I am me. You are what? That's why the scriptures say we are a vapor. Yeah. And it's over. Maybe you have not seen somebody die before. It's over. One minute the person was alive. We cannot feel big. Tell anybody we cannot feel big. It's only God. We cannot feel big. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So share the burden. Share the burden. Don't let it always connect to your father. Hey, me, mom, dear, if you want to see wild, touch my father. You touch. Hey. How oh, you will see something? Hey. You see something. <laughs> it's the only place I will fight well. That is, we don't fight. We are you're not a believer. But you touch. You stretch your mouth to say, This Bishop Dakra, I'll be waiting for you. You will not land. You will not land. And I ask you that where are you from that you are referring to this powerful man of God as this this what, what do you mean? What do you mean? 
Is there? Hello? You, you have been sitting down. They have been taking your pastor to town. And you are quiet. God has seen you. Hey. I said what? God has what? Seen you. Share the burden. Amen? Share the burden. Hallelujah. So we spoke about all these things and I believe that our churches are going to change because more people are going to, do, are going to be doing the work. Then we also talked about, so what is the work? Prayer. Hey, not prayer about your money. That hey. Some of you, when you say, oh, I pray, bah. you pray, bah, but it's always about what? Uh, what, your marriage? What again? Shoes. Hey. Your visa, house, your results. That's what you pray about. So when you say, oh, I'm very prayerful for the lady to accept your proposal. Say, oh, I'm very prayerful. Please, oh, that's not the one I'm talking about. You can continue that one. I'm talking about prayer for God and the house of God. Prayer over the work of God, the church of God. It's a different prayer. It's a different prayer. Ask your neighbor, can you pray for eight hours? And the whole topic is that the church that the church will grow. Can you pray such a prayer? Hey, you see, you cannot even look at my eyes. Be sure in Impena will show baby. Hey, because up until now, all your prayer is me, my, and I. No, 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 no. No. In this our multiple mega church we are building. The prayer is about the work of God. Yeah. The prayer is about the work of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And there are many ways to get a lot of hours of prayer done. Some you gather together in the church. But you see, nowadays, technology has also come to help us. Yeah. Oh, yes. Man's church, I love it on Saturday nights. I'm trying to do my own prayer. Then I hear them. He has one guy is on phone. Everybody is on the phone. Then you hear the person leading. Then you say the next topic. Oh, and they are on it. They are on it. Hallelujah. So you cannot say that, hey, please, I didn't have transport money. You don't need transport money. We are deleting excuses. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. My leaders, they have to wake up every morning. The small ones, they pray one hour. Not over their marks. Oh God. We are going on outreach. Lead us as we go. Lead us. Let them hear the word. When we gather them tomorrow, let them come, oh God. We cannot do the work on our own. Praying. You see, as you are doing God's things, God is going to watch over you and do your things. I said, as you do God's things, the Lord is going to watch over you and he's going to do your things for you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So we can do all these practical things. Then we went into one of my favorite sections where we talked about Shepherdoria close marking. Ask your neighbor, have you learned to close mark somebody? Are you going to close mark? Hey. Shepherdora, what? Close marking. 
you are not close marking for wrong reasons that oh you want to marry the girl so you are trying to see whether she is proper or no we are close marking to make sure you are okay <laughs> hello we are what close marking to make sure that you are okay hey you are a student we must make sure you are learning mm. 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 if you visit my church at a certain time I learned something from my father then you hear the announcer say we are now moving into agenda 5 everybody in the church knows what agenda 5 is who best share until you fall down <laughs> you are going to learn as if hey and when you cannot so I noticed that some people can do the learning on their own but some people like talking and joking too much I say you people, move here prep. They say ah, we are university students. I don't mind what you call yourself. Prep in the church. Arrive, you are coming to learn. They have a class prefect. They are class prefect for this year, last year, and this year. This year he's a sixth year medical student. And your no guy he's hot, he has to learn. Hey, when you arrive, we are on it. As some of you in ICOBIS class, if you are let wave at me, let me see. Okay, yeah. So, what do you do? Please give him a microphone. It's all close marking. Because as they have come here, if they fail, they'll say that they were serving God and they failed. <laughs> what do you do? So, we meet at a particular time, that's um, if 10 p.m., mm -hmm. then we learn overnight to mm -hmm. probably like 4 a.m. or something. And then you don't have lectures the next day, then you go and sleep. No. We rest a little, then you go for lectures. Yeah. So if you are feeling sleepy, what will happen? If you are feeling sleepy, you are there learning, but you are feeling uh, sleepy. You have to, you can walk around there. Sometimes you can sleep, but not too much. And when you sleep, somebody will, will wake you up. Because 30 we minutes. Able, if we are together and we are all learning That's at it. a particular place. That's it. When they pass the exam, is it for me? But Shepherdora, close market. Close market. Hey! Nicholas, are you there? Hey. hey, this one is like a professor. <laughs> professor Nicholas. Yeah, 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 yeah. You to your people, what have you been doing with them? So we meet together. Um, there are different times in the week. If it's three times a week, then we learn. And most of the times we do all nights too. So from the same ten to four, then we learn. One of his people told me that, and they they start early in the semester. And she said they came, they had a convention. After the convention, she thought that, oh, we are going to sleep. He said, no, 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 no. Our hours for the day, we have not done. <laughs> Our hours of learning for the day. This man, Nicholas, as you see him walking there. Yeah, first class student. He said, Our hours for the day. We have not yet done it. We are going to the study room. We are all doing it. We have some four hours to finish. After a convention. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> That's why I'm nicknaming him professor because when I heard his level, I said, I've not heard some before. Hey, I thought after convention, let's go and sleep. He said, No, 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 no. No. We are learning first. Yeah, we are learning first. Hallelujah. I'm now looking for somebody who close mark my businessman. I don't want any businessman there who has gone to take loan. Mm. 
When you go for a land, they'll drill you. Eish. Yeah. So let's see what we can do. Shepherd Dora close Maki. Now this morning, I'm coming into something. Now, you can do all of these things, but the fruit will be small. Zachariah 4.2. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Whatever we do, we need the anointing. I notice that people have a certain understanding of anointing that is not large enough. For instance, you may say that at the beginning of my ministry, I went up the mountain. I will not mention the name of the mountain. Even to climb up, there are some of us there, I think, then will be deleted. <laughs> I spent a week there. God spoke to me and I came down. No problem. No problem. But the anointing is not a static thing. And that's why this morning, I'm going to be talking to you about the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. Hallelujah. Many people are walking around saying, I am anointed. And that's why he joined this conference. I said, if you're anointed, we have to see it. Please ask your neighbor, you said you're anointed. Where is your fruit? Because this morning, Bishop Isaac is feeling cold because the wind was blowing. How did we know that the wind was blowing? We were feeling the, yeah. And you can see some of the trees. You said you are anointed. Where is it? Where is it? You have been using it to confuse people's sheep. Hmm. Mm, door to door prophecy that nobody has called you to do <laughs> so this morning I want to talk to you about eight different ways in which the anointing is released eight ways in which the anointing is released and when we finish that one we'll move on and talk to how you catch this anointing eight ways in which anointing is released. I'm going to need those of you behind the laptop to listen well so that you can help people, okay? You put it on the screen. The first one. Are you people ready? Terminated, transferred anointing. Terminated, transferred anointing. Terminated, transferred anointing. Take us to Numbers chapter 27, starting from verse 18. Terminated, transferred anointing. This is an anointing that comes, it is taken from one person to the other person, usually because the person is about to pass. 18, please. Numbers 27, 18. Hallelujah. So if a man of God dies or if the person leaves the scene, the anointing is transferred to another person. Here is your scripture. The Lord said to Moses, take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay thy hand on him. If you remember, Joshua was a very godly boy. Very godly. Always in the place praying. Moses will even come and leave. And Joshua will be there looking for the Holy Spirit. 
Then he says, go on, verse 19. Set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in thy sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him. Hmm. Thou shalt put some of thy honor upon him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. Take us to verse 22. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Now, Joshua had been a very godly boy doing what he was supposed to do and all that. But until Moses, before he died, before he died, called him in the presence of people, there was a transfer. There was a transfer. Hallelujah. If that transfer had not happened, Joshua would have had a very good relationship with God, but he would not have been able to handle the people. That anointing was to help him handle these people who Moses had been handling. Are you there? Another example. Let's go to Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Do you know that Jesus had been walking around with the disciples? He had been moving. People, you have to be smart tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. He had been moving around with the people that he called. He had given them experiences. He had sent them go out and go and do so that you see that this is ministry and this is how it works. But look at the scripture. After Jesus moved, they saw something. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. After Jesus left, and the disciples began to do their work, these guys realized that ah, something, in fact, this man is a fisherman. He's a fisherman. That's no match. But look at the way, something. They say, ah, they used to follow that man, Jesus. They were following him. As Jesus left, something was transferred to his disciples. Now they were able to do the work they could not do. You can say, oh, it's just Holy Spirit. True. But in a certain format. That's why they were able to take over. Amen? That's why they were what? Able to take over. Now just as when Jesus was walking around, crowds were following. Who were now the crowds following? These guys. Ah, you are very quiet this morning. You have not thought about it. Yeah. Suddenly, they realized that what was on Jesus was upon these men. For as long as Jesus was around, they were not seen at top. They didn't see much. But as he was leaving, a transfer, a transfer had occurred. Wow. Terminated, transferred anointing. The person's time is up, and there is a transfer. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Number two. Living transferred anointing. This is the only one of the eight different types that I don't like. Living transferred anointing. Why don't I like it? Because it's very sad. It is what happens when 
that man of God is alive and his anointing is taken and put on another person. Classic example in the Bible. First Samuel chapter 16. Classic example. Saul was still alive. The kingly anointing was upon him. He had this, he had, he had, he had, um, um, what should I say? He had displeased the Lord, if you remember the story. And when Samuel turned to go, you know, he tried to stop him. He held his dress and the thing tore. And Samuel turned to him and told him that that's how they have removed the, the, yeah, the kingdom from you. That the anointing on him was an anointing to be king. Please stay where, just stay where I asked you to stay. Are you there? So in 1 Samuel 16, the Bible says that the Lord now came to Samuel. How long are you going to cry over Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Verse 2. Someone said, ah, How can I go? You saw here it. He'll kill me. He said, Take a heifer, you go. He said, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. And then when you do it, I will show you. Are you seeing it? I'll show you what to do. And you shall anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. And this is the reason why Saul was so afraid of David. He knew something had left him. And as things were progressing, he realized that this is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy. Upon whom the next anointing to be king has come upon. It is sad because many times it happens when God has asked a man of God to do something, he doesn't do it. And then the thing is lifted from you and is placed on another person. Are you in the church? Reinhard Bonke tells a story where the Lord told him to write a book many years ago. This book was just the gospel preaching of the gospel. You see, the preaching of the gospel in Europe has become very difficult. If you try to stand outside and do the things we do, you'll just be arrested. Oh yes, they are just like unbelievers as you see them there. And there was a way God wanted the gospel to reach into the houses in Europe. And he said, when you write this book on the gospel, you are going to send it into every house. Every house, if you can imagine it. Every house. They have mailboxes. Every house. That's millions of books. And you are going to print it is the gospel. And you are going to put it into the boxes. And as people, if people read it, some will read, give their lives to Christ, and they'll get in touch with you. So when the Lord said it, he was thinking, I mean, I'm an evangelist, too. I'm not a book writer. I'm not, I, I preach and people give. And God told him, you are the third person I've asked to do this. Yeah, that means there was somebody with the original of it the person didn't do. The Lord picked it, took it to a second person, the person didn't do. Bonke was the third, and he did it. I was a student in Europe at the time. Yeah. And he filled every house, got it. Some people will make it toilet paper. Some will just throw it away, but some people read it. And some gave their lives to Christ. It was a major project. Very expensive project. Hallelujah. Amen. It had been meant for somebody else. 
but the person did not do it. And so here, you just see that the anointing for the kingship was just removed from Saul. That's the second type. Type number three, we're talking about different ways that the anointing is released. Type number three is what we spoke about yesterday. Anointing sharing. Anointing sharing. This is when the man of God is alive and well and his anointing is shared among for, for other people to be able to do the same thing. Hallelujah. We read Numbers 11. That's the best example we have in the Bible. I will take of the spirit which is upon you. Not another spirit. Not another spirit. And I will place it upon them. Moses was very alive at the time. He was still alive at the time. And the Lord said to him, because you are going to work with these people, they will have your anointing. And I'll put it. It does not mean Moses' anointing went down. Mm. <laughs> but you see that the people will work with him in a certain way and care for the people in a certain way. Type number four. Modified anointing transfer. <laughs> Hello? Modified anointing transfer. Look, let's take a look at the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9. The anointing has transferred, but it has been modified. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands upon him. Hello? And the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. But why do we call it a modified transfer? It was modified because in Moses' day, he did not need the anointing to fight the different tribes, but Joshua did. So the anointing of Moses came upon him, but it was modified so that he could now lead them into the battles that they need to take. It was still the anointing of Moses and that is why when they came to the Jordan River, they had to cross. You see the same thing. You see the same thing. That's Moses' anointing right there. Right there. Parting of waters. Crossing of sea. When they reached the other side, if you remember, he made them pause, circumcise everybody. You see the similarity of things which Moses did but when he was done it was now time to fight it was now time to take territory and so we see another dimension of it which we didn't see so much the only time we know Moses had to fight was some you know one or two skirmishes he has to do too but he was not it was not the main thing it was when Joshua was there then we see the taking of lands. He starts with Jericho and he begins, the people begin to shiver. They have come to conquer and take the lands that God had given to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are continuing. Type number five. Diminishing anointing transfer. Mm. <laughs> diminishing anointing transfer. So, the anointing has transferred all right. But as it was transferring, it went down in power. 
classic example. The anointing of Solomon. How many of us would agree Solomon was anointed? He was anointed to be king. He was a very wise king. There was a lot of peace. I mean, his people thrived under him. When Solomon was dying, he passed his anointing to a certain very stupid boy. <laughs> Called Rehoboam. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so the kingly anointing reached him all right. But the guy couldn't hold it. The guy couldn't hold it. The first decision that he made, he lost 11 out of 12 tribes. First decision. You have just come. Just come to sit on the seat. And like your father, when Solomon took over from David, he felt the weight. He said, hey God, give me wisdom to lead these your people. He could immediately see that it was a wild thing. And that asking for wisdom, God gave him everything. But when Solomon now called and when his son Rehoboam took the anointing, foolishness was now starting. The people came to him and said, we were laboring under your father. Now that you have come, reduce the labor for us. You need to understand that you are not your father. For as long as Solomon was there, the people were doing the work. Now they said, please, the burden is heavy for us. Bring it down for us. So he could go and come. I will consult. Very wise. He went to consult the old man who had been with his father. The old man said, true. The people had to work very hard. So you bring it down. You are not the original owner of the anointing. anointing no. We are, so understand that you cannot. So bring it down so that they will like you. They will begin. Then he went to ask <laughs> boys, boys. <laughs> they said, ah, are you not a man? You should reduce what? The people don't believe you. Show them where power lies. Say, ah, ah, say a man of God. Hey. The guy. So he liked the advice of the boys' boys. So when the third day came and the people came back, then he said, I should do what? I should use what? I will not reduce it. I need you to know. My little finger, my little finger, is broader than my father's waist. That's why I was insulted that he's a fool. He chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scorpions. <laughs> Big talk. You are handling the church. Your father has traveled. You are handling the church. Look at what you are saying. Look at what you are saying. Eh, your father. Eh, it's our father who are tolerating this nonsense that you have been doing. But I mean that I have come. I'm coming to you if you like do and you see. Hey. That's whatever. Hey. Hey. That is why when you are transferred to take over a new church, you must always walk carefully. Walk carefully. Yeah. When you are transferred, because some of us are in systems where transfers happen, you must understand that the person who was there before you was the father. You are a stepfather. So when you come, you don't come like that. Hey. <laughs> 
by the time this foolish boy had finished speaking, he didn't know there was somebody in the waiting, just waiting for that misfire. Jeroboam said, to your tent. Look, by evening, in the morning when he started the day, he was king over 12 tribes. By evening, one. Even that one, Kurampo, God just said, because of your father David, and yes, uncle, I would have collected everything and left you standing outside in the rain. Diminished anointing transfer. Diminished. I cut down. Down, 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 down. Wow. I said, wow. Are you listening? So we had the modified one. We had the diminished one. And then now we have the enhanced one. Enhanced anointing transfer. Classic example, Elijah, Elisha. Yeah. Yeah. It was enhanced. He said, I want a double portion. So the anointing of Elisha was double the anointing on Elijah. And if you go and look, you see the similarity of miracles. You see everything. But Elijah had 16 miracles and Elisha had 32. Doubling. You see a lot of the same kind of thing. Somebody who has died, you go and raise them. You see, you see a lot of the same thing. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? And if you are looking for a scripture, it's 2 Kings 2, 9 and 10. Numbers type number 7. A former anointing reintroduced. A former anointing reintroduced. If you look at the anointing, you see when Elijah, his anointing transferred to Elisha. One of the things that did not transfer was the fatherly anointing. Elisha was a father. He was a father. By the time Elisha died, he had nobody, he had no child. Look, his one servant who had annoyed him, he had cursed him. <laughs> he was not a father at all. So he did, when he died, he died plus his anointing. Up. There was no child there to collect it. So he died. <laughs> Hello, are you in the church? Years later, in the New Testament, we see a man who appears with the anointing of Elijah. Tell these two people, they are not the only ones feeling sleepy. All of us are sleepy. Come on. They should wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Sit 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 up. What All of us are feeling sleepy. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, Pastor, what you are doing? They are feeling embarrassed. Then don't sleep. You leave your congregation to be sleeping, man. Then you not sleep. You will not sleep at all. Hey, hello. Because what does the Bible say? It teach you how you ought to behave in the house of God. I mean, in the house of God, we don't sleep. It's not a sleeping place. Hey, hey. Some of you, the way you even arrange yourself to sit down, you have arranged yourself to sleep. Even when you arrange yourself to sleep, Becca says, "Sit well." <laughs> Please, so my father taught me, he said, God told him that he should allow people to sleep. So since December, which year? He doesn't allow people to sleep when he's preaching. And my father's daughter, you cannot sleep when I'm preaching. Hey! Amen! So, <laughs> hallelujah, which anointing were we on? Former anointing reintroduced. A certain man arrives. 
And this man, like Elijah, he just appears on the scene. You know, in the Bible, Elijah just appears on the scene. Um, Elijah, the Tishbite from Tishbite. We don't know where he got his prophetic anointing from. Yeah. Now, we know who delivered, who bond John the Baptist. But he too, just arrived. Just arrived. All of them, they like these kind places, places. <laughs> Elijah likes some strange places. John the Baptist, too. You are coming to come and preach to us that we should repent. Wilderness now, I mean, how? Who is in the wilderness? That was the anointing upon him. He was wearing some funny dress, eating locusts and honey, exactly like Elijah, eating locusts and honey. <laughs> Hello? Hey! A fighter. Elijah used to take on the kings, take on the people. John the Baptist, same thing. The king went to go and sleep with his uh, brother's wife. He said, You people, this thing that you have done is not correct. Hey! Same anointing. Same anointing. Sorted them out. Both of them. Their ministry was ended by a woman. Both of them. Elijah did so many powerful things, but one day, when Jezebel sent him a message, he packed his things and started running. <laughs> he had done many powerful things. Then he got a text message from Jezebel. Hey, I hear that you have killed my priests. If I catch you, I will look at it. Let the gods do more to me. So do so to me and more. If I make not your life as one of them by tomorrow about this time, the man he packed his things and he started running. <laughs> Elijah was never the same again after this episode. When God finally came to talk to him about him, about it, then God said, okay, you are tired. Share your anointing. The part of it for kings, give it to Jehu. This part, give it to this one. The prophetic, give it to that man and come home. It was, the, it was over. John the Baptist, they caught him. And young, this, the woman who he criticized, she had meant him. <laughs> so when her daughter went to dance and the king was happy and said, ask for whatever you will, then the mother said, tell him, I want the head of John the Baptist. It was over. It was over. It was over. It was over. Yeah. So that was it. Both of them, a woman faced them. <laughs> I'm talking about the anointing. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? And I'm so happy to announce to you that we are waiting for this anointing to be reintroduced again into the world. In Revelation chapter 11, when two men are about to arrive, two prophets are about to arrive with the anointing of Elijah upon them, the Bible says that they will take on the kings of the earth. Oh yes. They'll open their mouth and fire will come. You know, if you look at it, you will already see that there is the reintroduction of certain prophetic anointings into the world. Yes, 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 yes. There are some prophets. <laughs> By the time they finish, we are there saying that this one, is he of God or he's from where? Because as you are looking, but that's how prophetism was in those years. Hey, you are very quiet. 
one of them visited my church when he came there were two marriages there that were beating me I couldn't solve it I couldn't solve it when he landed as he landed like that then he just began to talk like that he said you are here you had a shop here from that place you say I'm going to do one in Accra I already began to ha, really then that one didn't work and so you have brought it now the shop is opposite this place these are the guest house near a hostel and this is what oh by this time even the person knew that it is me then he said soon a fire will break out and the boys in that area you see because she sells ladies underwear said they will come for it the things and be running in the street then the classic one and your phone number is zero look the lady dived out of the place and fell on the floor then he began to talk then he stood the last killer and the name of your shop and her husband's name are you not this the husband came in two minutes problem solved problem was solved till today till today this couple they are the happiest human beings in my church happiest there was another couple there He's there. This couple, they got married around this time. So when he was even talking, I had not yet located. Hey. Then the man located. He said, but the man is not around. And it was true. As he was speaking, the man was now driving and coming. And so somebody texted him and said, you better get here fast because they are talking about you. So when he entered, he didn't even look for where the wife is. He just came straight. straight. Then the wife followed. Then he said, the day you got married, 17 demons were released from here and three were released from here and as they have come trouble when you and you are there you are wondering that hey. <laughs> you see some of you are unbelievers it is true that they are false prophets but you cannot believe the false prophet more than the true and the evidence the presence of the false is evidence of the true yeah why is there no fake for Ghana CD? Because there's no real for Ghana. There can only be fake one CD, fake two CD, fake five CD, fake ten CD, because there's real one CD, two CD. So there can only be fake prophets because there are some real ones. Yeah. By the time the man was finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Then he stood on the stage. A certain young couple, they had not worked with me in a correct way. And I mean, in the past. But they were young, it was gone. If it was the man. Then he just came and mentioned the guy's name, Fu. The man was sitting in Accra. <laughs> mentioned the name Fu said a few things when he mentioned the name some people who are in church called the man I said hey brother you better come online he said we're online watching already I was in my room in my office sitting patiently days later I said please we have arrived we have come 
Hey! So already, we are seeing reintroduced anointings. I don't know about you, but me, I'm looking for some. I'm looking for some. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, my father is a teacher. He's a prophet. He's an evangelist. But this kind of prophetism, he doesn't have it. And he says, I love the prophets. And, oh, yes. He says, I love them. Hey. He said, that what they have, I desire it. I desire it. I will not be surprised if we are there soon. Yeah, because when you admire... It's the first step. Yeah. It's the first step to acquire. You admire that anointing. You'll be there and be insulting them. Hey. Are you in the church? I also wish I could be looking at you. And I ask you, so which bed did you come out from? Where did you come from? Hey. I see in the spirit. And I believe it all. I took notes during the How I Came to Be Anointed conference. I took notes. I have known my father for many years. I took notes. Several times he said, and I saw in the realm of the spirit. Did you notice it? And I saw in the realm of the spirit. Then I said, eh, bubaba. Eh, bubaba. Eh, bubaba. <laughs> yeah. But why do we call him prophet? Too many things that he says come to pass. Too many. Too many. Hey. Too many things. You know. The kind of prophetism that changes lives. Hey. Are you in the church? Yes. A certain man, he was a major businessman in the UK. He claimed that God is calling you. You see, it takes some strength and something to tell somebody that. From UK. Not from Ghana. The guy packed his things. They didn't send him to another western country. He's arrived in Ghana. He sent him from Ghana. Have you seen the country called Kenya? Go there. You should see UK to Kenya. UK. UK to uh, uh, Australia. say UK to Kenya. Go and see. Hey. Hmm. Go and see what that man has built there. Yeah. Just tell you this. So we are seeing prophetic anointings being reintroduced. And we will see it in Revelations 11. When the anointing of Elijah returns in the days of the Antichrist. These are the two olive trees. (laughs) Charlie. And the two candlesticks standing before God on the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire. Oh my God. Fire. Nowadays, people are just hurting men of God. Doing the, they should continue. Something is coming. Hey, something is coming. They say when you do, fire will come from their mouth and devour their enemies. Wow. Wow. And that will be a reintroduction again. Of the, of the anointing of Elijah. Drama. Very dramatic. <laughs> not just dramatic, they take on the powers of the land. It takes an anointing. You cannot just get up and say, I'm going to walk to the castle and say, <laughs> or to Jubilee House or wherever. No, 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 no. It's an anointing. It's an anointing. <laughs> Are you in the church? Yeah.
former anointing reintroduced. Oh, it is too powerful. It's too powerful. And the last one. The last one is very rare. Very rare. A new and original anointing. A new and original anointing. Very few people that we know have this one. Yeah, very few. Jesus came with his own anointing. We have not seen that brand of anointing before. Yeah, original. New and original. Many of you who don't want to submit, you are looking for your new and original anointing. Who bet you? <laughs> there are very few. In the Old Testament, I think the only one we know with the new and original is Elijah. Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbi. That's all we know. We don't know anything about it. Gragamwalande. Everybody else, you can connect it. You see something, something. And then maybe Moses. Apart from them, you don't see any new original. And so when you are busy crucifying men of God, know that you'll be unanointed. Because the anointing that you are looking for, somebody has it on earth. I said the anointing you are looking for, somebody has it on earth. And I'm about to give you a few examples. Are you there? We know Reinhard Bonke. We know him as a powerful evangelist. Who laid hands on him? He picked his anointing from another man of God who even had fallen into some issues. George Jeffries. Yes. Reinhard Bonke had just finished school. He was on his way home. And the boat, he had transit time. And he came off the boat and was just walking around London. And as he was walking around, he came to a road he came, and he saw a signboard in front of a house with the name George Jeffries on it. And as a Bible student, he knew that this man had been a very powerful evangelist. So he decided, let me, if it is house, let me try and see. He went, he knocked on the door. And as he knocked on the door, a woman came and opened and started to say, oh, no, no, you cannot see him. But the man in there, an old man, when he came, he knew something. And he said, let him come, let him come. And for the next few hours, there was exchange of heart to heart. And when he was about to go, Nita, let me pray for you. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. Reinhard Bonke left the place. He was returning home after his training. And when he got home, in a few days' time, his father said, have you heard the news? What was the news? George Jeffries had left. But before he left, that in that meeting, the anointing had transferred. Example number two. I don't have the details of this one, but we know Kenneth Hagen was a very a man of faith around. He picked his anointing from Smith Wigglesworth. We know Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn has a classic understanding of the Holy Spirit. An evangelist with very powerful miracles. He picked his anointing from Catherine Coleman. 
I thought you said you are waiting for your own new and original. Intina, we pass on our casana, we saw a beacon. Or come one, I was work at ten because you have your own original. Yeah, chill. Hello? T.L. Osborne. He is now, you know, these, some of these men have now departed. He picked his anointing from William Branham. Hmm. Are you there? Our dear Bishop David Oedipo. He picked his anointing from Archbishop Idahosa. <laughs> Are you there? My favorite pastor in life. Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. He picked his first and original anointing from Kenneth Hagen. Then he picked his second anointing to evangelize from Reinhard Bonke. Yeah. 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 So you see that for some time he was operating just in the teachings and all that. He picked his anointing for the miraculous from Benihim. I'm looking at you as you are looking for an original anointing. Ubeche. Ubeche. Ask your neighbor, whose anointing do you carry? And before you answer the question frivolously, I need to say to you that before you say, this person is my father, in the spirit. It means there are some things about him that we can see in you. You are very quiet, though. Yesterday, I don't know how many hours I was here teaching. I don't remember how many hours. From morning till night. My father preaches from morning to night. Uh, my father has he has camp meetings I'm having a camp meeting okay. my father is a pastor of a church I'm also a pastor of a church it doesn't, the level is not the same but if I say I'm Bishop Dagmar or Nelson's daughter please ask you where, where are you from <laughs> Please ask, where are you from? I need you to understand that you must come from somewhere. Jesus Christ of Nazareth was the Son of God, but when he came, he landed in John the Baptist church and said, Baptize me. And John the Baptist said, ah, How can I baptize you? He said, Suffer it to be so for now. We like to say that, oh, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, then he began to do things. But I came to tell you, before the Holy Ghost came, Jesus submitted himself to John the Baptist. Who have you submitted yourself to? You see, I need to deal with this issue because this is the reason why churches in Kumasi are not doing well. This is the reason. You don't want to say where you are from. The day came when Jesus was challenged. Where are you from? He asked, who is John the Baptist? The people were now hot. Because he was baptized into the baptism of John. So as you are criticizing him, 
Where are you from? Where are you from? Who has laid his hands upon you? Who knows that you are their child? You are in the church holding yourself like a a peacock. Have you seen a peacock before? Oh Lord, I wish I had one here. There's a peacock in a certain place in Sogakope, a very nice place. I was watching them. They were walking around. When they realized we had come to sit, they came to show off. They walked. When they got there, then they opened their feathers. Some of us are peacocks in the house of God. When it is time to do things, as if you have no father, a child without a father is a bastard. The life of a child without a father, very difficult. And when we say, this is my father, then we have others who say, we dear, we only believe in Jesus. We we believe in what? I don't want to answer them this morning. We believe in what? Prophet, is it not Jesus we are all believing in? So what are they talking about? This morning when you had your quiet time, is it not the Bible you read? In fact, maybe we fool. <laughs> it's annoying. Just leading people astray. Is it not God who brought those people there? What are you saying? What are you saying? Kenneth Hagan, he never stepped one foot in Ghana. But there are major ministries in Ghana because of him. All that they got was a book. That's all they got. They didn't even have videos of him. The video thing came later. There's nothing. Then they got books and they began to read. And as they read, they began to understand. They were men who knew, I want to do something for God. Go and ask Reverend Mensah where he's from. Go and ask Bishop Daki where he's from. There are four major churches from him. Then today when we say there's a book, then we see you. What are you talking about? Are you saying that we shouldn't read the Bible? You are a fool. Don't let me start answering enemies. I told you that when I start answering enemies, something else takes over. It's just an explanation to help us to understand what is going on. Please ask your neighbor, where are you from? Where are you from? Who? Who's anointing? Whose anointing are you carrying? Whose anointing are you chasing? Who's anointing? We are coming to that one. Because it's not just that, oh, I'm looking at you, I say, oh, I'm from Bishop Daggy, almost there, no, I don't know. Uh, tell anybody, it's not like that. Heads of God, nation, scientists are, just, I have his anointing. Oh, no, no, don't joke. <laughs> don't joke. How then are you going to take that person's anointing? I can only give you one or two count, um, pointers. Take your seat. Hey, let me just tell you that if you don't desire the anointing, it will not come to you. You need to desire it. Ask your neighbor, do you desire the anointing? Because this generation, they I don't understand you. My generation, we're chasing anointing. Ish. We're chasing it, man. We're chasing it. We're chasing it. I'm going to give you a few steps to the anointing. Because from when you say, I want, Lord, I want something. I want to do something for you. 
Something must happen for that anointing to come. Number one, a vessel change. A vessel change. You must change. You must change. A vessel change. Every vessel and the anointing that it carries or what it carries. Let us look at a couple of examples. If you see Please, can I have this bottle? If you see this bottle, but you cannot see the label, but you see it, what do you think? You say it is what? You say it is what? No, this bottle. Is it not Vortic water? Is it not the only one that has this shape? Yeah, the vessel, it has a particular shape. I wish somebody else had some, another type of water. Another type, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. This one is what? It's what? A wig. Stand holding it. I saw a third one. Uh-huh. Powerful. Are you here? It's water. But you must have a certain vessel. You must have a certain vessel. If the thing is to be a wig, then it must have a green cover. Then it's a wig. If it is vain, it must have a pink. If you are going to carry an anointing, you must have a vessel that it fits into. So if you are going to buy petrol, you say, my car stopped. I'm going to buy petrol. Then they give you this one. Will you collect it? Why will you not collect it? Because you know that petrol, no, this is not the vessel that we put. Or, or you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Petrol has another vessel. If they brought you that yellow gallon, Kufa gallon, and say, oh, we have given, will you collect it? Because we know that in this our country, sometimes, yeah, we sell, on, sell it gallon, gallon like that. <laughs> Are you there? If an anointing is to come into you, then God needs to change you so that that anointing can fit into you. You cannot be a prophet who is talking all the time. Prophets spend a lot of time with God. A lot of time. So if you are the kind of person, you can never be on your own. You can never sit in one place waiting for God. God has to change that. He has to change that. And he'll pass you through some things. By the time you are away, you like your own company with God. Yeah. Some of the sufferings you go through are because of the vessel that is changing. Sometimes to change the mess vessel, we must apply heat. Let's apply heat. You're an evangelist. You have to be able to love people, especially poor people. Thank you. Especially poor people. Yeah. Especially poor people. And so God may take you from the city and send you to the village. I was a student together with my husband in one of the richest countries in the world. When I see the Americans boasting about their wealth, I laugh. The Norwegians are far richer. Far richer. Far. About three years ago, they said, oh, they have made too much money from from oil. They shared the profit among the inhabitants of the land. (laughs) I said, a student over there. (laughs) Look, 
They found oil the same year Nigeria found oil. But they didn't do the things Nigeria did. They used it and they continue to use it. When a woman gets pregnant from day one to the delivery, no hospital bill. When she's going to deliver, husband can say, I'm too nervous to drive. I don't want to drive. No problem. Call a taxi. And please, their taxis are not these our bone shakers. Every taxi there is either a Mercedes Benz. Oh, yes. When I arrived as a student and I saw that, I thought, oh. if I sit in this thing, can we be? Then I realized the whole line, the almonds, the whole line. You sit in the taxi, you tell the, doctor, the, the taxi driver which hospital you want to go. He starts driving. As he's going, you say, hey, driver, the baby is coming quick. He radios police. As you are going, police escorts. When you arrive at the hospital, one shall left, one shall right. The, the, the driver, you should go and do his things and collect his money from whoever. As you go, as the baby, yeah, that's why I said the Americans were talking. I don't understand. Me, I'm a Ghanaian. I'm going to go back to Ghana. You can be sure Ghanaians we know how to profit from things. I had two children there. As a student, I went on eight months maternity leave with pay. I need to explain it to you where I was coming from at the time. Yeah. Hello. When you deliver the children from age zero to age seven, no medical bills. Wow. Every bill is paid. When you grow, <laughs> when you grow from age 65 or so, or 70, no medical bills. Yeah. Oh, but you pay heavy tax, but they pay. Every few years, they will ask, should we continue to pay heavy tax? Say, we will pay. Why will you not pay? You pay because your old mother will be looked after. You pay because your child when we say free education it's not this one that the children go there's no chair there's no book no 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 no. free education they are sharing books sharing the bag they carry oh please 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 I just need you to understand the context so when we finish school we say we are not staying here one of the reasons why we're not staying there is because in these areas God yeah yeah and the homosexuality issues. This is in 1994. In Ghana, we are talking about it in 2022. They there over there, 1994. It was already okay. So we said we can't be here and bring up children. So we came home. When we came home, we said we want to serve God. Our prophet, his name is Bishop Dagi Mills. He looked at the two of us coming from nowhere. He said, "You see, have you seen that corner, Tamale?" The year before we arrived, Tamale had they had a war. They had just finished fighting. He said, hey. He said, you want to do some work for God? Go there. Go there. Go there. <laughs> That's why I say he's a prophet. Hey! People started to talk, especially family. Hey! You are going to Tamale. What is there? He said, we don't want to hear anything. Don't, don't, don't say anything. Don't say. Don't say anything. We packed ourselves. And our three children, the youngest was five months old. I went to Tamale. When we got there, there was no road. Today, when you go to Tamale, it's a glass city. Yeah. 
but at the time there was no road there was one traffic light in the center of the town most of the time it didn't work to call home we used to drive 21 kilometers to the only phone booth in the town to make a call some days you drive you get there they say the phone is not working I thought you said you want to be anointed. God has to change your vessel. And God, look, if you are coming to walk around that, you look, you need rich people. You will never be anointed. He sent us to where people are poor. Where people are poor. You know that he tells this story about how my husband said he wants to do NGO. It was born out of the poverty that we are seeing around. Then he said, it's not an NGO. Give them the gospel. Teach them about Jesus. Are you there? Are you in the church? But as we entered the villages, we began to love the people. We began to like them. Oh yeah. It will just touch our hearts. I remember many times going to a village, I said, I don't have anything, but at least if I go there and I preach Jesus, they have lost in this life, but they will not lose in the next life. Are you in the house? And I began to watch my father. If you watch Bishop Doug, you see that it's not City Crusade. Oh. I said, it's not City Crusade. Dawa, Dawa number one, you have never heard a name before. It's a village. Yeah, he went there. Yeah. I'm talking to some people today. Busunya. It's a village. You see, you don't know because it's not on the main road. He went to have a, a, a crusade there. Yeah. You say you are looking for your father's anointing. Your vessel must change. Your vessel must change. Some of you like your body too much. Small camp you have come cry, you can't stay awake. Your pastor's been here all the days awake sitting. You look at you. That's why you'll be going through things. Because you cannot carry his anointing until some things change. Yeah. Are you there? You say you want to be anointed. It's not by shouting. Some of you, if the pastor is not shouting, you say the thing is not powerful. <laughs> Listen, the pastor can shout because he feels like shouting. No problem. But the anointing is not the shouting, not shouting. Hmm. Oh. Have you seen how you have sat down for a long time? You want Bishop Dyer's anointing? You have to be able to sit down for a long time. Oh yes, oh yes. Wait, there is smaller. When he's training us, hours. Kabasoya, <sighs> my husband's group. When they were being trained, <laughs> it's now he has had mercy. In those days, Tuesday night, they will drive some from Kumasi. They will land. There will be Tuesday service. They will finish the Tuesday service. Do all the meeting different people. Yes, he's now meeting his people. The pastor is training. And he'll meet them from night till morning. 
Then they'll start driving back. Hey, Pastor, but they don't sleep. They don't sleep. When they leave, somebody drive one hour, then they change. Another one drive one hour, then they change. Another one drive one hour, then they change. When they arrive, then they are going to their office to work. That's why they don't sleep like you do. And that's why today they are anointed men with churches of 5,000 and beyond. And you are still sitting down over your 22 people. It's not everybody who goes through the same thing. It depends on what your father has. Are you seeing it? What your ministry has. The Lord has to change your vessel. Yeah. He has to change your vessel. So that what your father has as an anointing can fit into you. Some of you are from, are from, are from fathers who pray a lot. But and God will pass you through things until you are able to stay awake. The principle of the vessel change. Are you here? Yeah. You see, that was what happened to Gehazi. Gehazi was walking behind one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful prophetic anointings. It cannot go with stealing. <laughs> it cannot go with lying. So, <laughs> when Naaman came to see Elisha and collected his healing, and they said, what do you want? Elisha said nothing. Those of you, every time you do something for the Lord, you want money. She will never be anointed because you have received your pay. You have received your payment. You say, what do you want? I want money. You have been paid. That's it. Elijah said, oh, no. Not money, but Gehazi. He said, ah, how can you allow this money to go? Let me look for some way to collect some. And he now called the man and said, my father has just gotten some business. He says I should come for some of the clothes. Doesn't go with lying. Can you imagine an Elisha who lies? Hey, when you are prophesying, we don't know which one is the correct one and which one is the lie. Yeah, no difference. And that is why as you are there telling lies, the Lord has to deal with you in a certain way until you stop lying. Hello? <laughs> hey. See how the, how the room is quiet. Yeah. Some of you, you love money. He has to deal with you until the love of money dies. Why? Because when you are doing the work of God, you have to raise money. And if you have a money problem, you will be stealing the money every day. <laughs> yeah. Apostle, how long did it take you to build your church? Two years, three months. Do you think if he was stealing the money, he could have built in two years, three months? Never. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. The reason why I'm coming. You need to understand it all. You see, because you have not built a chicken coop before, you don't understand what I'm saying. All our uncompleted projects in Ghana is because of thieves. It's because of thieves. 
They got the money and decided that but this percentage must go here and this percent must go this and this, this, this. So by the time the project actually took off, what was left was half. So as for God, maybe Ghana government will do but as for God. No. He will not anoint you for you to go and steal from his people. No, no, no. So you have to learn and he will pass you through things. Some of you, that's why you have no money. He's, he's, he's corrected. I told you. He sent me to the backside of the desert. I told you. I told you. Where we're living, cry, you even get a car together. When finally we got a car, beautiful outside, rubbish inside. We pushed that car on every road in Tamale. Up till today, I said, if somebody dashes me a brand new Opel, I will sell it. Because that car, there are too many bad to remember. <laughs> Imagine that you have collected your three children and everything. You are moving down a dusty road. Then the car has kaputs. Hey! And it's kaputs. And look, Sunday morning, I'm going to church. Kaputs. You are on the road. Oh, come on. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Are you here? He's dealing with some vessels. And he's passing you through things. So that when he now anoints you, you do the work for which the anointing has come. Amen? You do the work. Those of you who want to be paid because you paid instru- you play instruments, anointing, Bebo will say, you'll be playing but you'll not be anointed. That's why when I'm going to places to preach, I tell them if you use shovel players, retire them. Retire them. No, 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 I cannot work with them. There's no spirit. They have been paid already. Yeah. A man who says, I'm coming to pray for, I'm coming to play, and then he, uh, you were giving him 30 CDs every Sunday, then he meets another man on the way, he says, I'll give you 40. And he just drops you like that and you go. You have sold your, you have sold your soul for money. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them are not skillful. Hey. It's getting tensious in the room. Hey, but if you don't give me money, how will I eat? How, who are you working for? Some of you who are working, you think that I'm working for the pastor, so he must pay. How much money does the pastor have? Maybe that's why I prefer God's money. Recently, when things were changing, However, my pastor has not heard from me about money. No. I'm a salary. Give me a salary. I've taken it. I went to God. I said, God, have you seen that? The money you now say, you know. And so. What was that? What was that? You, know? you have to adjust there. He has adjusted it, cry. Oh, yes. He has adjusted it, cry. I don't have any problem. You are fighting your pastor. Hey, give me this. Give me that. When your pastor is even wearing a nice jacket like a Reverend Solomon's jacket, you are eyeing him. Hey, you are like, hey, look at my t-shirt. Me, my t-shirt is tearing. And look at my pastor. Be careful. Be very careful. Because you also don't know where things are from. Yeah. <laughs> and you are looking and say, I see my future. You see what? You better see the anointing of the man and leave his clothes alone. When Elisha was asked by Elijah, what do you want? What did he say? Your anointing. Some of you, they asked you, I want your car. 
I want your wife. I want your house. You are a mistake. You are a mistake. Allow God to knock you into shape. And there are lots of problems you are going through. It's just God knocking you into shape. Just sorting you out. You cannot be in Bishop Daggeron's church and not have faith. Huh. You see, when we hear people say our church has money, we laugh. You have no idea. Mm. You have no idea. When we say we are building for these people, we are building for churches. We'll do your foundation. We'll give you columns. We'll give you a roof. See you later. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Now you will finish it. When you finish, bring yours everything to build somebody else's. So as we are standing here, there's nobody who has given us any money from anywhere. Jack, he would most ministries come and say, you, we must just believe God. That's all. Believe God. Yeah, believe God and do your work. They are bringing money from where? Yeah. So if we, that is why, you notice I'm very serious with the offerings. Saying these people, they like money. No, it's not that they like money. Next year, this is what God has given us this year. Well, we must superintend it for the following year. Yeah, because it costs money. Unexpected bills. We've had to pay thousands just to be carrying you back and forth, back and forth. No problem. We're going to beg who? I'm not saying it because we'll collect anything from you. I'm just sharing something with you. How would that have been if I didn't know how to believe God to take care of his own business? Yeah. I'll now be on phone calling Bishop Dagas. He's trying to do his own work. Hey, Daddy, you know the cup that we are having? A certain problem has come. Hey, you see, when we came, the woman said that they did So some of the people, you will never receive such a call from me in the name of Jesus. Never. Never. <laughs> Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. You to what anointing are you chasing? Let me look at these people who are sitting down because me who the chasing of anointing on you. Me who I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see it. Many times when I move around, I meet ladies who say, Oh mommy, I want the appointed anointing on you. Can you pay? Can you pay the price? Can you pay it? Can you pay? Every anointing has a price. Please come and ask. Come and ask. You didn't ask your father what it cost him to be here. Come and ask me. You see them coolly like that. They are just, oh, nice. Cool. Ask. <laughs> anointing has a price or it doesn't have a price. Come and ask. Come and ask. Hey. I'm talking to some people in the household. Yeah. It has a price. The work has a price. You want the anointing, you pay the price. Yeah. I say you what? You want the anointing, you pay the price. Yeah. You want to be an anointed musician. Be playing. This will not pay them. Oh. I won't pay them today. I won't pay them tomorrow. I won't pay them. If I when we get back, uh, your rehearsals and then yes, sir. Uh-huh. Then after rehearsals, you are going to do outreach. And then after that, the learning you have not learned since. Okay. Yeah. But you see, they will be anointed. 
they will be anointed. They will be anointed. The principle of the vessel change. Hallelujah. Is something changing in you? I said, is something changing in you? When God wants to anoint you, he will change your vessel. He'll change how you think. He'll change how you do things. He'll change what you consider to be important. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I'm talking, talking to you about steps to the anointing. How to be anointed. How to be anointed. I'm coming to point number two. Number one was the principle of a vessel change. Most of the men of God who have established things who you see sitting here, you should ask them their story. Some 10 years ago, it was not like this. <clears throat> 15 years ago, it was not like this. It was not like this at all. At all. You are looking, you say you want to drive their car. Can you pay their price? <laughs> hey. I love hearing their stories. Hey, Charlie, you land in the city. You are coming to do church. Don't know anybody. Don't have anywhere to sleep. We don't have any house. Just arrive. You have nobody you can send a text. We are starving here. Hey. And you want to be anointed like that, but you are sending him a text. Daddy, we need some more money. Oh, what a shock. What a shock. What a shock. What a shock. Hey, hmm. let me just share this one with you. Another step to the anointing is to be a servant. Yeah, a servant. A servant. I have to tell you who a servant is because it is not what many of you think. Many of us think that to be a servant is to be working as a hey, little daddy. Good evening. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. No, please. <laughs> then you say you are a servant. Let me describe it for you well so that you know whether you are a servant or not. Number one, a servant has a master. Don't joke. Mm. A servant has a master. It's in the Bible. Take us to Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6. Malachi, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master is in the Bible. Who is your master? Who is your master? I thought you said you are humble. Number two, <laughs> a servant is at the beck and call of his master. His master can call any time. That's why when I'm doing a camp, I tell you, if a certain my master calls me, I will leave. When they call you, you don't come. When you come, you come in your own time. Ah, is it true or is it not true? When you are free, then you come. But let me tell you straight away, when you are like that, I don't like you. I will not do anything with you. I will not work with you. I won't do anything with you. Be there. Just be there. I work with those who it cost them something. Yeah. yeah. 
Some of you pastors who just arrived, your people do the same thing to you. Yeah. Because some feel that it's only when, if I'm going, if it is, it is a, 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 what? I don't even know how to put it. If it's my own meeting, I'll do. But if it's a meeting with others, I won't do. You have lost. It's very bad. Yeah. I, I have to keep my sheep to myself. You will lose them. Hey. No, no, allow us to correct it. A servant is at the beck and call of his master. And sometimes your master delegates to somebody. That's one. And when it is delegated, then now you don't go. But you first let me deal with these children who they call who don't come. Bishop Doug has a meeting of lay people. And he says, they'll give you notice. And they I called my pastors. I said, any one of you who doesn't go, you will not be a pastor in this place. Maybe you can be a pastor somewhere, but not here. That our father is calling you, and you don't come. That's the spirit of Korah right there. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, we read about them. Moses sent for them. They said, I won't come. In our culture, we don't open the mouth to say, I won't come. But you just don't appear. You don't make the arrangements you must make to appear. Yeah, because culturally speaking, you don't talk to uh, an adult like that. We just won't come. Some of you, as you are here, the battle your father had with you to get you here is your last. It's your last. Otherwise, come and tell him that I'm not a servant. I'm a boss. We will leave you to do whatever you want to do. But if you come and say, I'm something, I'm a leader, I'm a helper, I'm a something in the church, when your master calls you, you answer, yes, sir, master. And you go. The church is very quiet. Oh. Mm. Yeah, because for me, it's a sucking point. It's a sucking point. I've noticed the message has come out again. Our father is calling them in October. I'm watching. I said, any pastor from me, you're not going. Step down. Step down. Because your father cannot call you. You say, I won't go. Yeah, but we have jobs. When you have a job, you go and get permission from your job. After all, when your sisters, mothers, aunties, uncles, daughters, husbands, wife died, you went and got permission. Yeah, somebody was doing a marriage. You did. You, you, you got permission and went. What you talking? What you talking? When they called you on some funny, funny, I mean the funeral cry. You didn't even know the person who was. Who died? You didn't even know. And you went. When you went to, you were not coming back. And now that your father is calling you, you said what? Now you don't know how to take permission. Reverend said, warn them, October, warn them. They've been given two months. Warn them. Who basically from one time? You are not a pastor. So that you bring this Dathan, Korah, Dathan, Abiram spirit to my church. Then when the ground is opening under you, all of us will enter. No, 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 no. You don't mean it. Never. Children that they call. No, allow me to deal with it because I see it so often. Hmm. Are you there? 
A servant is one who executes the command of another. What you have been asked to do is what you do. Oh. Not what you think you are going oh. to do. Uh, these young men sleeping at the back, you should be careful. Oh. Reverend said, sort your people out. Oh. A servant. Are you there? Yeah. Who are you? Who can who can command you? Who can command you? So much pride. Yes. Who can command you? Oh. Yeah. Hey. A servant cannot be inconvenienced like by any tax. Yeah. Some of you, when they call, you say, oh, okay, um, please, um, you know, I'm coming. You see, I was about to just go to the market and do a couple of things and telling the person who is sending you that he's inconveniencing you. Then you are not a servant, you are a boss. We don't anoint bosses, we anoint servants. No, the anointing is from top, coming down. So when you are up there, who is coming to, what should we do? We should look for a ladder. Your pastor should get a ladder to anoint you. Hey. It's getting tensious. Some of you, your jobs are more important to you than what you do for God. You are a disgrace. And I mean every word. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe in your hometown, they'll be bowing down to you because you are a professor. But in the church, we won't bow down. We will not bow. In the church, it is anointing we respect. Hey. I didn't know you're serious. <laughs> A servant does not seem see himself as equal to his master. We are not equals. How can you be equal to your master? You cannot be. You cannot be. You cannot be. Hmm. I'm ending soon. <laughs> Please, everything I'm sharing with you is here, complete with scriptures. Maybe I should give you scriptures. Otherwise, you say I didn't give you scripture. <laughs> A servant carries out the wishes of his master. Titus chapter 2 and verse 9. It's what somebody wants. That's what you are doing. A servant cannot be embarrassed by his job. Philippians 2 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross, the most humbling, most embarrassing, most shameful kind of death. He took it upon himself and did it. A servant does menial jobs, picking up crumbs and serving food. John chapter 6. What a shock. Ish. After you have made them serve the people with the bread and fish, now you say they should gather up the remnant, the fragments. The people are looking at you as you are picking up fish head. <laughs> Charlie. Hey! Eh? Apostle Peter. And you are picking up fish head. Eh? Bones. Pieces of bread. Charlie. Are you there? But that is how it is. Before Elisha could say, I want a double portion, he was a servant to Elijah. That's why he was identified as Elijah, the one who poured water over the hands of Elisha. You are so proud, you don't want to do anything. Yeah. Mm. Hey. 
A servant promotes his master while he stays below. We learned it from John the Baptist, John 3.30. He must increase while I decrease. Hey. A servant does not expect thanks or acknowledgement. Some of you, when we send you up, say, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor, you have to stop it. You have to stop. You have to stop. I have given you a platform to sing to thousands of people. Why should I now thank you for singing? You should even thank me for putting you there. Ah. But rather you hear us, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Hear us, keep doing it. Thank you for coming to play the, uh, the organ. We should not thank you. Do you know how much it will cost in the world for you to play organ in a meeting like this? Make you not bring yourself home. What are you saying? When you leave and you are going, you'll be walking around town. People say, Oh, are you not the one who was praying? Oh, we used to see you out there. Oh, are you not the one? Are you not the one who was? Are you not the one? Hey. And we should rather be saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please turn to your neighbor, push your neighbor and say, I will not look. I will say thank you to uh, for other things, but this no. I will not, I will not thank you. I will not thank you. <laughs> you have come to do praise and worship in the church. We have all been blessed. Now I should thank you. Ah! Ah! You rather should thank me for giving you a platform. I am talking to somebody. Mm. Bishop Doug should thank me for coming to stand in this abomination. As the Nigerians would say, abomination. I rather should thank him for the opportunity because I used his name. I used his name. Doug, what most ministries we say we are. That's why these powerful men of God has come. Oh, it's not because of Joy Bruso. Yeah. So when I am done, I'll send him my pictures. I'll say, Daddy, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. That's why I know this man of God. Because he has sent me, I say, We are from Daki. Oh, prophet, is that not how we introduce ourselves to you? We are from Daki. Yeah, we are from Daki. One Miss Ministry. We are from, yeah, we are from. Hey. You are walking through. My name is. Ogbeshos um, or From. You are now coming to start. Good luck. Me, I'll stand on my father's shoulders. Hello? I'll stand where? We walk into cities. We don't know anybody. We don't know anybody in the city. Nobody. And then when we say, we come, we say, we're coming from Blackwood Most Ministry. Immediately they say, hold on, we are coming. Then they'll open the door. My father says, come. Because your name is Seth Lavoichiketa, never. Because of that, you want Mills. What are you talking? Are you there? Yeah. We have entered countries. We didn't know anybody. When we arrived, a certain man of God called that Lord Mills. He sent us. Then we start working. Hey. Oh. Tell your neighbor, swallow your pride. They here. You don't need it. <laughs> Amen. A servant 
just what his master wants in the way his master wants it. Please sit down and allow me to talk to these praise and worship people who come and sing the song they want. We don't, I don't know it. I don't know the music. I don't like it. <laughs> Pastor, you see, you have to understand that nowadays, you know, there are more modern singers. Please, I don't know them. We don't know them. This is the one we like. This is the one we know. Stay there. Stay there. Yeah. Pastor, retire any singer who is not doing what you want. Retire them. Retire them. Retire them. I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Retire them. Why? Because they are helpers, not helpers of the congregation. First, helpers of you. If they are doing what you cannot relate to, how does it help you? How does it help you? How does it what? Help you. That's what's not this far. Hey. It's getting tentious. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? Please do what your pastor wants. And when you get there, you see that the churches are different. Some like this type of music, some like that one, some like that one. Just do what your pastor wants. Just do what? That's your pastor wants. Because you are a servant. And my pastor, if some very good, you do what he wants first. After you have done what he wants first, when you come and say, Pastor, have you been, I've been listening? I've been hearing this song. I wanted you to listen to it. You know, it's just best. Your pastor will take it and listen because you have, what should I say? You have shown something. You are, you are now, yeah, you have shown something. Don't say, oh, really? And if after this says I don't like it, he doesn't like it. <laughs> hey! Amen. Listen, we're getting close to the end. So those of you who are trying to slide, set up well. Amen. So do it how your master wants it. A servant ministers to his master of his substance. Hey, if I enter this one. Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. When last did your, your, your pastor eat something from you? Not his birthday. As for birthday, even clowns are giving gifts. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's servant, and Susanna, and many others which ministered to him of their substance. The man of God must be ministered to of your substance. You are a bowfloat fryer. Some days, fresh bowfloat should just arrive. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Hey, the people are very quiet. Oh. You are a curtain seller. Oh, a woman. Something should just arrive. Minister of your substance. 
Minister of what? Your substance. You want your pastor to come and beg you. He'll never beg you. And what you see is that as you minister of your substance, you are even blessed. Yeah. You are living in a town where tomatoes are cheap. Oh, and they just buy this thing. Go and give it to your pastor's wife. Just go and give it. A man's gift makes a way for you. You see that, yeah. Some prayers will even are released. Just because we are human beings. We are human. We feel it. We feel it. Amen? Minister of what? Your substance. Please ask your neighbor, what substance? What do you have that you can be ministering? And tell your neighbor, don't do yourself like we here any day. Yeah. <laughs> Is it working? Minister to him. Minister to him. Yeah, something. Minister to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, as you all these are steps, as you are doing it, you're just doing you don't know when the anointing will land on you. Suddenly you realize that something is changing in your life. Something's changing in your life. The last step I'm sharing with you. Receive him as a father. 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 Elisha walked with Elijah as a father. Hallelujah. Why? Because anointings come effortlessly from father to son. So when you receive the person as a father, the anointing effortlessly flows. How do you receive him? You receive him in his words. You receive him in his ways. You just receive him. This is my father. Are you here? I'm ending. Some of you, when your pastor comes, the way you receive him is not good. When he comes, you're just slouched in your chair. When he's preaching, you are reading your book. Oh. Look, we are in Kumasi. Let's talk Kumasi tense. We cannot talk about other places. We have been to some churches where it has taken grace of God for me not to go and slap somebody. Yeah. Word of God is coming. You see, we move around a lot. Sometimes, give thyself holy. We are just bringing you the letter. Oh! Rev, please get the chair and show us. He's coming to demonstrate to you some of the things we have seen. None is a joke. Yes, have you got a book? This is a pastor is preaching and and real life one it's not a joke it's not a joke please can you give him a phone he needs a phone to demonstrate for you hmm. ah you got your phone under the preaching <laughs> He's on Facebook. He's now after the Snapchat. Snapchat. He's writing. As you are saying, hey, were you not on your phone last week Sunday when your pastor was preaching? Were you not on Facebook? Were you not looking at something else? Were you not doing it? <laughs> this one has settled down to sleep. He has come from his house to the church to sleep 
when I say that it's a fool, you said I shouldn't say such things. <laughs> ah! Turn to your neighbor and say, we'll last if I see these things again. <laughs> you have come to church. Look at how you are sitting in the church. Look at how you are sitting in the church. Is it your house? Is it your house? Thank you. Ah. Come on. Tell your neighbor I've changed me. Yes, I've you. <laughs> you have changed. From today. When your pastor is preaching. You are receiving him as your father. You are alert. You are encouraging him. You say, man of God, keep preaching. Keep preaching. It's a good word. God bless you. Say it again. Say it again. Ah. And those of you here, when you return to your churches tomorrow, there are people there who did not come here. When you see them doing, you tell them, hey, you didn't come when, when we say you should come. Baby, I am quiet, you know. They told us, look, don't do that thing. Sit well. Sit well. When the person says, ah, who are you to say I should sit well? Tell them, I am a son. Yes, I am a son. Yes, I am a, oh, a daughter. Yeah, I am a daughter. In your father's house, do you know correct things? Ah, I used to live in Tamale. And I will leave Tamale and come down to my in-laws' house to sort out troublesome people. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I said, we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. This boy, grandma called him. He didn't go. This one is doing it. No problem. I called Papa Ni. Me not care. They say you did what? I'm warning you. I'm going, if I hear it again. I will come and remove your things. Right? I say, you say, I'm an in-law. Don't worry. I'm an in-law with powers. You are a son. You are a daughter. Correct it. Correct it. Don't let anybody despise your pastor or the word of God ever again as far as it lies in your power. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then, and then, wait and see something. Some of you, your pastors are only powerful in other people's churches because you don't honor them. But as you begin to correct it, the anointing will begin, yeah, to flow in your church, to flow to you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In my, my church, I have taught them how to receive men of God. I pray I'll have an, an opportunity to invite some of you. And every year we are learning and adding. They're coming to preach in the church. The red carpet will give you. I've not seen some before. Not with money, with honor. Hey, the church is quiet. Some of you, everything you know is money, but not money. Honor. 
recently my husband was visiting the church you see after teaching them they come with their own ideas yeah he was coming to preach for two days hey I said, what are you going to do? Say, mommy, we are doing something. Something. Yeah. They went to borrow cadet uniform because some of them are cadets and other things. They wore it when he was driving in. He said, hey, oh, the church got soldiers. Oh, who are these people? <laughs> they have lined up, drove his car through. They had told me that they need time to arrange themselves. So when he packs, I should take him to the office. Me too, I'm under instructions. Okay, I did it. Hey. When we came out, hey, we came to meet a line, two lines of cadets. As soon as we approached, they separated into two. We should walk in the middle. Hey, then they started. Hey, Charlie. Hey. So they led him into the church. When he finished, they finished. The leader came to salute. We are something, something, something. Me, Antini, you know. Then saluted him. He sat down. Then, when my husband came for the voice, he said, Oh, his life, for whom be that? Oh, his life, he has not seen some before. The second day, when he came, we were coming out of the office. And two girls in another you see one of the things that will help your church to grow are the small groupings so these girls were from one of the groupings they came they said please we have come to present to you and they gave him a booklet he stood right there opening the booklet why we call you our personal archbishop because you do this because you do that because you do that because you do that oh that night, I have watched my husband preach for 30 something years. I've never seen him preach the, the way he preached. That. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. And something, I knew that their honor stirred something. Hey, stirred something in the man of God. Who were the beneficiaries? The people who had honored him. Yeah. Honor your pastor. Are you with me? Honor him. He's with you every Sunday. Honor him. Honor him. Yeah. Honor him. Don't let you see if you don't have ideas, that's why you should go to Facebook. You see ideas in another church. When you copy, who, who can come and say it's for me? <laughs> I don't even know where they copied the cadet idea from. I, I don't know. I don't know, but it touched something. When you are received properly, it touches something. Bishop Doug went to Love Economy. Oh, this was last year. Beautiful reception. You see, some of you who are here in the room from Love Economy, you are quiet. I think you didn't go to that meeting. <laughs> but your people are quiet. Yeah. When he got there, you see, we too in UD, UD as we are called our lighter, we are shouting people. But when he arrived there, the shout was a different. Hey! It was. Hey. I tell you, 
by the time they were finished with him and he went up the stage, he just started to prophesy over that. Do you remember? Just started to prophesy. Who was the beneficiary of the honor? So yes, it's okay to do for a visitor, but you must remember that visitor would never have come if not for your, your pastor who is with you. Yes. If not for your resident pastor, that visitor would never have come. The reason Bishop Dag went to love economy was not because of my nice pastor standing here. Why did he come there? Because of Bishop Oti. Bishop Isaac Oti Boate. That's all. That's why when he called him, he came. So you cannot now be walking over your pastor who is in the house. He not be anything. You know now. You know fine. You are not anointed. You are not something something. And then when the visitor comes, rather you are give, no. Give the honor there. Give the honor there. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Give the honor to your pastor in the house. Hey, are you there? My church every Sunday. I feel like running away. Oh yes. I'm just coming from my office to my chair as if some film star is coming. I've told them, I said, stop, they will not mind me. <laughs> we will take you with time. Now, when you're a thousand, you cannot take your time and some enlarging is going to be happening now. Stretching, 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 stretching. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. One day I asked the Lord for growth. He told me you are not ready. Once he told me you don't have the anointing for it. Another time he said you are not ready. Yeah, you are not ready. If he gives it to you, but I tell you, after this camp, you know what to do. I said you know what to do. You know what to do. Shepherdoria close mark. You see some of you when you have 20 leaders you think it's the Lord. No, 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 no. At all. At all. At all. I've forgotten how many church leaders I have. Because when my church leaders meet, it's like a church service. Yes, about 200 and something. Because everybody accounts for 8 to 10 people. 8 to 10 people. 8 to 10. So I called and I said, you cannot, we can't grow if there are only 40 of you. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. We must increase. That's what has happened at this camp. That's what has happened. Your workers have increased. And not all are here. Some are now going to benefit from when we go back. So that when you say thousand, your workers should be at least 250. At least, at least 250 shepherds. So that each person is looking for four to six people, looking after them. When they are sick, they are visiting them. When the funeral, they are gathering to go. When yes, it's happening live. The multiple mega church is happening live. Father, we are grateful. We give you all the praise, Lord. We give you all the thanks. Thank you for the mercy you have had upon us. I thank you for the mercy you've had upon me also, Jesus. As we go, we thank you for the servant who you sent to teach us this message first. Wherever he is, Lord, bless him. Thank you for Bishop Dakiwood Mills. Bless him where he is. I pray for the fathers who are here, oh God. 
I pray Lord that as their vision has expanded let their capacity also expand so that the growth will be healthy it will not stress them out in Jesus name Amen and Amen